Welcome, friends, to this brand new edition of A Heart After God Bible Teaching Ministry with Pastor Brad Avley. We're delighted that you've joined us today, and we've already been praying for you, that you would meet the Lord in a fresh and new way. Now, let us resume our Know Your Faith series as we go through the entire Gospel of Luke, patiently, slowly, and verse by verse. Here's Pastor Brad. Well, very warm greetings to you, my friends. This is Pastor Brad Abley with the Heart After God Bible Teaching Ministry, a ministry that is designed to take you deeper into the Word of God. Now, in today's broadcast, I'm doing something unusual. Uh, let me explain what I'm doing. Uh, this morning, I felt led from the Lord to preach through Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Now, what I'm doing is I'm doing Luke 5, 1 through 11, like I normally would for the Voice of Hope Africa and Voice of Hope America uh, broadcast. That is, I'm going through the Gospel of Luke in what I'm calling the Know Your Faith series. But for those who are listening on Voice of Hope and even on uh, podcast, I also have a, a radio ministry in Kamuli, Uganda on the local FM radio station. Now, for them, I'm going through First uh, Peter. Matter of fact, I just started my series in First Peter. But specifically for all of you, my friends in Kamuli, Uganda, this morning I felt led by the Holy Spirit to uh, pause the study in First Peter and preach from Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Now that tells me, because God gave me something specific, that tells me that for everyone listening, whether it's uh, Kamuli uh, on FM or whether it is Voice of Hope Africa, Voice of Hope Americas, or the podcast on Anchor and other areas as well, that God is about to do something significant. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through Luke chapter 5 and verses 1 through 11 for Voice of Hope. This will be part 27 in our series uh, called the Know Your Faith series. And then again, for those who are listening to this broadcast on FM Kamuli, uh, this will just be one standalone message, but because the message focuses on God's miraculous provision, I'm going to make sure that I give plenty of time to pray for needs um, at, in this broadcast as well. So for those who are listening, again, on Voice of Hope Africa or Voice of Hope Americas, because I'm including the the Ugandans in this message, I like to greet them in their language, that is Luganda. And so I'm going to do that now. So I want to just say to my friends uh, in Uganda, Ndi Musanyufu Okuba Nawe. Ndi Musanyufu Okuba Nawe. I'm happy to be with you. And uh, and I want to say to to you, my friends in Kamuli Tata wo Owamugulu Akwagala. And for others, what I've just said to them is your heavenly father loves you. 
I want to say to you, my friends, Yesu Akwagala, Katonda Abawe Omukisa. And that means the first, Yesu Akwagala means Jesus loves you. And then Katonda Abawe Omukisa, God bless you. I'm saying these things sincerely because I want to honor my friends in Kamuli and let you know that if it wasn't for the coronavirus, I would have already been there back in July of 2020, and I would have been there in January of this year. So please pray for me. Pray, please pray that God will make a way for me to be able to fly uh, to uh, Uganda and, and do a week-long pastor and church leadership conference and do evangelistic preaching as well. Um, I love the people in Uganda. I can say Ndimuna Uganda. That means uh, I am Uganda. And I love the people of Uganda. And I feel so at home when I'm in Uganda. So it's been very, very difficult on me, more so than I ever imagined, to not be able to return to Uganda. But with God, all things are possible. Isn't that right? Amen. Can I hear you saying amen in return? <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. All right. Well, with all that said, and I want to also mention, I don't know if anyone from CIA Kenya will happy will be happening to, to listen, but I'm missing uh, the my friends in CIA Kenya more and more. Uh, it's been, well, this March will have been, it'll it'll have been two years since my last visit there. And that's where my ministry in Africa began, was in Siaya, Kenya. And I just want to say that I miss you as well. And um, so God bless you as well if you're listening in Siaya, Kenya. Well, let's pray and let's get into Luke chapter 5. Father, Glorify your name and Holy Spirit, move powerfully to glorify the Father and the Son. Give us understanding, change us, and transform us as we study your word for the glory of the Father and the Son. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Luke chapter 5, beginning in verse 1, Luke tells us now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around him and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, which is just another uh, name for the Sea of Galilee, because there's a valley um, near, right near on the west side of the Sea of Galilee that was also known uh, by that name, Gennesaret. Anyway, in verse 2, and he saw, Jesus saw two boats lying at the edge of the lake, but the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. Now, any of you who are fishermen that use nets, you know that that is a lot of work. It's, it's, um, it's physically very demanding. Well, Luke tells us in verse 3, that Jesus got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, that is Peter's, and asked him, that is, Jesus asked Peter to put out a little way from the land. And he sat down and began teaching the people from the boat. Now, for many of us, 
it's difficult to understand how how Jesus could sit in a boat and teach large crowds. But I've been to that area in the Sea of Galilee in Israel, and sure enough, the acoustics are absolutely amazing. You can speak in a in a tone of voice like I'm speaking now, and your voice will carry and reach five, ten, fifteen thousand people. So Jesus knew what he was doing, of course. So he began to teach the people from the boat. Well, Luke tells us in verse 4, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, that is Peter, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Now, friends, I want you to think about this with me. Jesus is not a fisherman. He is a carpenter. And he is telling Peter, who is a fisherman, to go out into the deep water and he says, let down your nets for a catch. Now think about this. They had been washing their nets. And as we're going to see, Peter says, Peter basically kind of protests or argues with the Lord and says, Lord, we worked hard to the point of exhaustion all night long and we caught nothing. Matter of fact, let me read that right now. So uh, uh, let me read, go back to verse four. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Verse 5, Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing, but I will do as you say and let down the nets. Verse 6, and when they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish and their nets began to break so they signaled to their partners in the other boat for them to come and help them and they came and filled both of the boats so that they began to sink verse 8 but when simon peter saw that he fell down at jesus feet saying Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For amazement, verse 9, had seized him and his companions because of the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not fear from now on, you will be catching men. And verse 11, and when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Wow. Now, let's go back to verse 4 and Jesus' command. When he says, put out, it's a command. Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Now, I just got through saying that as Luke told shows us they they had been they finished fishing and they were washing their nets now jesus is saying take the nets that you just washed washed and go out into the deepest part of the lake well what's interesting about this my friends is that fish were no normally not in the deep part of the lake they were around the shore the shallow parts 
of the lake. And so the fact that Jesus is telling Peter and James and John to go out into the middle of the lake, the deep part of the lake, number one, Jewish people were fearful of being out on the deep part of the lake. Why? Because winds and storms could strike instantly at any time without any warning whatsoever. The reason is there are there's a mountainside around uh, the Sea of Galilee with um, areas where the the wind and storms can come off of the Mediterranean Sea, come up over the mountains, hit the Sea of Galilee, and cause waves, in some cases, 10, 20, 30 feet high, and many people had drowned before. So they, they avoided the deep part of the lake, and there was no need to go out in the deep part of the lake because, again, that's not where the fish were. So you can imagine, number one, Peter says, we worked hard all night long. And the, the Greek word used for work hard means to work to the point of exhaustion. The other thing is they did their fishing at night and not during the day. And then, of course, the third thing is that Jesus, who's a carpenter, is telling Peter, who's a fisherman, go out into the area where I know and you know there are no fish. <laughs> so I think Peter was getting frustrated here. But notice what he says. I will do as you say and let down the nets. The wording can read, upon your word, I will let down the nets. My friends, would you say this with me? If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, would you say these words with me? Nevertheless, I will do as you say. Would you say that with me? I will do as you say, Lord. You know, there's a principle in Scripture that I began to use this phrase decades ago, and that is blessing always follows obedience. Would you say that with me? Blessing always follows obedience. Now, the blessing may be financial, it may be other things. So we shouldn't we shouldn't limit God to just finances and we don't know when the blessing will come. It, the, the blessing may come a year, two, three, four, five, ten years later. So it doesn't mean that the blessing will come right away, but one thing that happens right away is that we are just blessed because we obey. That's the most important thing. And that's what we learned from Peter. Well, he let down the nets as we see. Uh, Luke tells us that they enclosed such a great quantity of fish that their nets began to break. Now, these nets are not designed to break. They are very, very strong and well put together. And yet that is how many fish they had been able to catch. Why? Because Jesus Christ is God the Son. He knows all things. He knows, uh, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He knows where every bird, every insect is right this minute. He knows where every fish is. He, along with the Father and the Holy Spirit, know every single star in existence. Now, I've read on a number of different occasions, differing accounts of 
how many galaxies there are. Well, the most reliable accounts that I've seen, although I think this has changed, is that there are 100 billion galaxies and each galaxy has 100 billion stars. And the Bible tells us in Psalm 148, and I think it's Isaiah uh, chapter 40. Um, don't quote me for certain on that. I'll try to get back to you on that. Twice it says that God has given names to every single star, every single one of them. So it's no surprise then that Jesus could say, trust me, Peter, I know that no fish are out in the deep part of the sea. You know it as well, but I want you to see my miraculous power. I want you to understand that though I am man, I also am God the Son. He is one person with two natures, perfect in deity, perfect in humanity, and sinless. Now, so what happens then? Well, notice in verse 8 of Luke chapter 11, when all this happened, when Simon Peter saw that, he fell down at Jesus' feet saying, depart from me, O Lord, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Now, why would he say that when right before his very eyes, He's become very rich in a split second because of the great quantity of fish. Why would he say that? Why wouldn't he be rejoicing, jumping up and down uh, in the boat, diving in the water like he does on, on another occasion? It's because something he knew something wasn't right in him when, when Jesus first issued the command. He was frustrated. Because, again, he protested, we've worked hard all night long, you're telling me to do something that doesn't make sense, and you know how it is that we can grumble in our hearts when God tells us to do something, and we don't want to do it. We don't like uh, being told to do something that is uncomfortable for us, that stretches us, that pushes us out of our comfort zone. Well, that's what Jesus was teaching Peter to do. And he also showed Peter that when you obey me, you can expect me to bring results that you can't obtain. Remember, he said, we worked hard all night long and we caught nothing. In the Greek language, that word is emphatic. In other words, Peter and his friends, James and John and others, were disappointed. Wouldn't you be disappointed if you had fished all night long and caught nothing and that's your livelihood? Of course. And so you can understand Peter's frustration. Well, all that comes to a head when this all happens. He is amazed for amazement had seized him and all of his companions because of the catch of fish which they had taken, verse 9. And that caused Peter to humble himself and to worship Jesus and to acknowledge his lordship. Maybe you're listening to this broadcast and Jesus is not your Lord and Savior. And therefore, you have not, you don't have eternal life. You don't have forgiveness of sins. But 
in God's grace and providence, my friend, he has drawn you to listen to this broadcast so that you could hear words of eternal life and have your sins forgiven and have a brand new start in life. I'm talking about having all your sins wiped away. Now, I know some of you are saying, but you don't know me. You, there's certain things I've done that God could never forgive. Oh, yes, he can and he will. That's what he says throughout his word. If you, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin, sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so whether you're a believer or a non-believer, if you need forgiveness of sins, what do we do? We go to the only one who can forgive us of our sins, and his name is Jesus. He is the only one that was crucified on the cross for you and for me. He took the wrath of God that we should have received upon himself, and by believing in him, in him that is surrendering our, our lives to him, then we are in him and he has cleansed us from our sin and, and he is willing to make us a son or daughter of God the Father. That, my friends, is the good news of the gospel. The good news is of the gospel. The gospel is, is um, joyful good news of a life-changing event. And that is what God is offering you here right now. Now And I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray with me and to enter into a relationship with the one who knows your name. He knows where you're sitting. He knows where you're driving. He knows where you're walking. He knows everything about you. He knows how much money you have and how much money you don't have. He knows your sicknesses and your diseases. He knows your thoughts. He knows your worries. He knows your concerns. And he's willing to step into your life and meet those needs supernaturally in ways that no human being can meet. That's the promise. And that is what we see in this passage of scripture that we have just gone over. You see, my friends, nothing is impossible with God. And so I want to pray with you right now. There are many needs that are in this listening audience all over the world, especially the prayer request that I get uh, from Kamuli is finances for school fees. And uh, that, that's something that's often uh, a prayer request. And so I'm going to pray now. And I want those of you who know Jesus Christ to exercise your faith and agree with me. Don't just depend upon my prayers. We need the combined faith of everyone. So I want you to agree with me in prayer right now for the miraculous power of God to move greatly throughout the earth. Would you believe with me right now for that? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are doing miracles all over the world, even as we speak and even as we pray right this minute. And so we're asking, be glorified in what you do. Be glorified, Father. Be glorified, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, release the gifts of the Holy Spirit to meet needs supernaturally all over the world. Malaria, 
Be healed from malaria in the name of Jesus. Malaria, we curse you and your poison in the name of Jesus. We command you to leave, to die in the bodies of many people right now. My friends, be healed in the name of Jesus. Even for little children who have malaria, be healed in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, I know that you want to do miracles, and I don't know all the miracles that you want to do, but I am praying in faith that you would do those miracles now. Things that that no one can take credit for, things that we can only say, there is a God in heaven who cares about my needs and who is meeting those needs in supernatural ways. And so, Lord, would you do that, whatever it is, would you begin to do miracles for people, uh, provision of finances for them right now in the name of Jesus, in ways that, that only you can do that we can't even imagine, bringing healing to bodies. I, I see knees right now, I, uh, knees, right knees, left knees. Uh, what so what's happening is that your knee I I get the sense that there are people that have had serious knee injuries and it's very difficult for you to bend over bend down to work to walk to do anything and you don't have the money to have a an operation and you're worried what can I do what am I going to do well, the Lord Jesus is healing knees all throughout this listening audience. There are also ankle injuries. I'm sensing an Achilles um, injury in someone's left ankle, and you're I can almost see you hobbling along, limping severely because you can't even put um, any pressure on your left foot because the ankle is so painful. The Lord is healing your ankle for you. He is opening blind eyes. He is opening deaf ears. For others, uh, I'm seeing a, a left eye that is, it's like cloudy. And um, what I think what you really need is you need, I think it's, it's cataracts that is over your left eye, but you can't afford surgery for that. The Lord is clearing that up. The one who makes eyes, is clearing your eyes so that you can see. Now the Lord, even if I don't mention some of the needs, my friends, trust the Lord. He is He is doing miracles throughout this broadcast. He confirms the word of his servant and he performs the purpose of his messengers. And I'm stepping out in faith and trusting a mighty God to do mighty miracles for you. Now for those of you who have never given your life to Jesus, I want you to pray with me right now these words. Pray with me, Lord Jesus Christ. Pray with me, Lord Jesus Christ. I surrender my life to you now. Take my life and use it for your glory. Thank you, Jesus, that you have forgiven my sin. Thank you, Jesus, that you are now my Lord and my Savior that I have eternal life and I will live for you and I will serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, that you have heard my prayer 
and thank you, Jesus, that you are now my Lord and my Savior. Now, friend, let me pray for you. The Bible says that when one sinner repents, there is more joy in heaven over 99 righteous uh, than for this one sinner who repents. I want to tell you right now that we who are already believers, we welcome you now as our brother and sister in Christ, and that there is a welcoming party waiting for you in heaven and waiting for me in heaven as well. And there is ecstatic joy in heaven because your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. So I want to pray for you. Father, protect these new believers in the name of Jesus from all the powers of darkness, from fear, from persecution, from lies, from all, all the things that, that we know come against new believers. Father, I pray that you would bring them into a good Bible teaching church immediately. And I want to I give a word of exhortation to those that are called to pulpit ministry, to, to preaching the word of God. My friends, James says, let not many of you become teachers, for in, in so doing you incur a stricter judgment. Now I want to say to you, my friends, humble yourselves in the sight of God, and he will exalt you at the proper time. Be faithful with the word. Be like John the Baptist who, who said, he must increase and I must decrease. My fellow preachers and pastors, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about us being glorified. It is about our Savior being glorified. Until next week, may God's hand rest upon you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, Pastor Brad, for this outstanding message and time of ministry. Friends, Pastor Brad and his wife, Maureen, need a prayer team. Would you kindly consider praying for them on a daily basis? Thank you for your partnership. If you've been blessed by this ministry, please tell others about it. If you would like to partner with him financially, please go to his website at bradabley.com. You can also check out his two devotionals and commentaries on amazon.com. Until next time, we pray that the Lord would stir you daily to have a greater heart after him in every way.